Hi guys, welcome back to the Night with me, right? I'm Preeti. And I'm Siri. Before we begin, Preeti and I have a short disclaimer. We are not doctors or professionals in this field. Anything we say or suggest is from our own research and volunteering experiences. Please contact a doctor or other professionals before taking further action. We also want to mention that we're still in quarantine because of the coronavirus. So if there is a lag in the recording, please do adjust. We are recording virtually as we do not want to stop publishing podcasts. On the bright side, we will probably also upload more episodes soon. So enjoy. Okay, so today we have a very special guest with us. We have Mrs. Smriti Rajesh. And Mrs. Smriti Rajesh is the parent of a special child with autism. She started working as a co-therapist for her son and is a qualified special educator certified by the Karnataka Parents Association for Mentally Retarded Citizens, where she saw remarkable progress in her child with the techniques she used. She created a YouTube channel and blog to share her ideas and thoughts with other parents. She works as a special educator at Bubble Center for Autism, Bangalore. Ms. Smriti has presented her experiences at various forums, including the International Conference at Mumbai, National Conference at Jaipur, Global Conference in Thiruvanthapuram, Autism Club Workshop at Kochi, and Parent Working Groups in Hyderabad and Bangalore. She helps and motivates parents across the globe and guides them on steps to be taken at various stages of their child's development. Ms. Smriti also regularly conducts workshops for parents and consults online as well as offline in order to assist them. She takes up one-on-one sessions in special education for differently abled children. To her credit, Smriti has researched augmentative alternative communication techniques and pioneered the customized use of Avaz India. She built communication skills using Avaz for her child who is nonverbal. Smriti believes that physical exercise should be an integral part of every intervention program and has helped her son ace roller skating where he showed considerable interest. Her son, Advait, won the state level gold medal in roller skating for two consecutive years, 2017 and 2018, and was a silver medalist at the Special Olympic Bharat Karnataka in 2017. She worked on her son's skills in jewelry making, and today he has his own jewelry collection entitled Adu's Little Creations. Ms. Smriti is a recipient of multiple awards recognizing her efforts as a parent. She was recently acknowledged by one special place who gave her a special award in recognition of her dedication as a mother. She has appeared on special on several interviews and most recently a French television channel telecast her story of grit and strength in multiple languages. Ms. Smriti also believes that with the right amount of effort and using the right techniques, a child's functional level can be enhanced and the family lifestyle improved. She believes in never giving up and every moment with your child being a learning curve that makes you a better human being. The key to her approach is in being outcome driven and enjoying the journey as much as the destination. So we will like to welcome Ms. Smriti here. So Ms. Smriti, please thank describe you your so journey. Much. Sorry. Um, Ms. Smriti, can thank you please describe you. your journey? Thank you so much. Yeah, please describe your journey as a parent advocating for ASD. Uh, yeah, um, actually, um, we are settled in, uh, in Bangalore, and I'm blessed with two children, and my uh, elder one is studying in 10th, and my younger one, who is 12 years old now, diagnosed with autism when he was 2.3 years. Uh, in my life, first time I heard the word autism after his diagnosis, 
and yeah it was a real shock to us and we were not able to accept that because uh, all the motor milestones were on time and he was a very good looking handsome boy and but we observed there are some differences in him that's all but we thought it may be because of the uh, environmental factors or something like that and when i heard the word autism uh, i don't know anything about it so it was so scary then i started learning about it i started working with him as a therapist and then slowly i was able to understand and yes like that i started my journey that's such a beautiful journey um what is a special memory that you would like to share with us about your child special memory yes whenever i am thinking about it uh, the f- first time when i introduced to my son uh, an argument uh, an alternative device for communication uh, actually uh, he's he's nonverbal and uh, he was trying his best to produce sounds but uh, it it was not possible because of apraxia and he was struggling a lot when everyone was uh, forcing him to say words uh, i was able to understand from his face that the first day when i introduced a system to him uh, earlier he was using picture exchange communication and at that time only through pictures he was communicating but when i introduced as a voice to him through avas when he when i modeled and he, when he started using it he was so happy he was looking into my eyes when he got a voice that moment actually uh, that was so special for me and every time it's there in my mind how happy he was he was looking into my eyes and he was expressing that happiness when he got a voice so i believe that that is the best thing i did for him Wow. Awesome. Wow, yeah. So how did you receive the actual diagnosis? Uh actually uh after between one and a half and two years we noticed that speech is not developing and uh, he is he was regressing and he was going into his own world. He was not connected with me even he was not bothering my presence. Uh, he was playing in his own way he was obsessed with uh, lots of uh, thomas and friends was his favorite cartoon and always it should be on on the tv and he was his brother was watching that so i thought because he is used to watch with him he is showing interest with that but we felt that no something is different he is not a uh, name call response was not there and uh, some odd uh, hand movements we were watching and then we consulted with pediatrician but she told nothing to worry he is a smart child you are comparing with your elder son all children your elder son is so smart all children won't be like that give him more time he will be fine that is the uh, answer i got from my pediatrician and she told anyway my your son elder son is going to school so enroll him also to school so we started with a play school and uh, all the children settled within one month but my son was crying and was not ready to sit in the play school and was not interacting with children and then they told me that there is some differences they are observing in this child it's better to go for a proper assessment so like that we went to a private hospital in bangalore first and then that uh, speech therapy we met a speech therapist first and then that speaker up has told me to go for a proper assessment in nimhans in bangalore and uh, so we went there we did a detailed assessment but at that time he was 
just two, 2 2.2 years and they told yes adhd was confirmed at that time itself and uh, they gave they gave, they told he may come under autism spectrum disorder but they were not giving me the proper diagnosis at that time they told he is too young to diagnosis but they explained to me about some features of autism first time when they explained i thought no he is not coming under that but slowly when i was seeing him with all that awareness i was able to understand that yes he is showing some symptoms of autism and uh, then some then we started uh, running back from doctors to doctors then they told me that no need to run uh, don't waste time by running uh, to meet different doctors and to get the correct diagnosis and all it's better to start the uh, early intervention programs so immediately i started the intervention programs and after 3.5 years uh, one child psychiatrist gave the proper diagnosis of autism so uh, he was in the severe end of the spectrum okay okay wow okay so actually your story i think is something that many new parents um who have recently had their child diagnosed with autism kind of go through and you kind of briefly touched upon the therapies and the treatments that you started you know trying with your child but do you have any certain therapy or treatment that you felt your child or your family in general benefited the most from sorry can you please repeat yeah of course so basically you know we were hearing your story and i think um when we volunteer with parents uh and with the children who have autism a lot of parents talk about how they struggle to find the right therapy and treatment that was um helpful for their child yeah. and so do you have anything you know any certain therapy or treatment that benefited your child or your family the most that you know you think other families could also learn from yeah yeah uh, of course uh, as i told uh, i was new to this field and i don't know where to go what to do i don't know about any teaching method someone suggested me to start uh, aba and i but at that time i don't know anything about aba i just enrolled him to that center but thankfully they were letting me to sit inside and they were um, asking me to observe the session so it was a great learning experience for me and i was doing the same techniques at home so my son was improving fast because uh, only 2 hours or 1 hour the therapist is working but the remaining 10 hours he is with me and i was using all that opportunities to teach him various skills and so he was improving so fast so the uh, that, that was really helping initially and he started vocalizing his imitation skills improved he started following instructions so 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 many improvements were there and we were so happy actually we thought okay he is coming out of autism at that time because while seeing his improvement i thought it's like that because at that time i i, I don't know detail about autism but after 7 to 8 months again he started regressing he was not ready to work with the therapist even though they tried different techniques that in that moment everything the graph was again uh, straight and he was not progressing then i was in trouble then i don't know what to do only about this teaching particular teaching method i am aware and other than that i don't know what to do so at that time again we started finding new new doctors and was uh, discussing with them what to do 
then uh, i uh, reached in a speech therapy center and they only suggested me to do the course to understand more about autism to understand about different teaching techniques different teaching approaches so that you can find which one suit with your child so like that only i enrolled myself to the course and then i was able to understand that yes there are different teaching methods not only this if something if this particular method is not working i can try something different so like that only i came to structure teaching method and teach in that uh, the school bubbles where i was doing my practicals they were following teach so i enrolled my son to that center and i was uh, doing my practicals in that center so that i was learning about that particular teaching method and then i started creating the classroom and the home environment according to that teaching method that after that actually because my son is very anxious and he need a fully structured environment so when i started focusing into more structure it was really helping him to reduce his anxiety level and that is the actually that teaching method really helped him to settle down and even uh, to build the independent skills and to reduce the escaping behaviors so for all that things with us the structured teaching method really helped so uh, as a parent uh, if we are aware of different approaches we can try if one approach is not uh, helping for because here each child is different so if one approach is not helping we can try other approach and sometimes we can use the combination also uh, according to how the child is responding oh that's very interesting yeah i think uh, although we're not at, we're not at your level both siri and i volunteer with autistic kids so yeah it's very kid specific what we do uh, what helps each kid so yeah, yeah. Uh, what other changes yeah. did you see in your child after the therapy or treatments yeah uh, actually um, after uh, starting uh, the structured teaching methods and uh, after building the communication skills he became more organized he became calm and uh, because he was able to express his feelings he was able to express his needs he started interacting with people and uh, uh, so that uh, the uh, tantrum behaviors and all reduced and i was able to understand my child in a better way i started uh, because i was focusing into a structured environment i was trying uh, different activities with him i was just giving lots of exposure to him uh, so that i was able to understand okay he is showing interest with this particular activity he likes to do more movements uh, as i told he, he got the diagnosis of uh, hyperactive uh, adhd and there were uh, he is real he was really hyper he was running and it was very difficult for us to make him sit or it was very difficult for us to make him comfortable in uh, outside places and all so there were two options in front of me one was giving him uh, medicines to reduce hyperactivity or uh, to put give him lots of physical activities to reduce his hyperactivity so i don't i was not ready to try the medication initially he was too small he was 4 years old i thought i will try my best to give him uh, lots of physical activities so i put him in a schedule in such a way that after uh, before each sitting activity i was giving one physical activity so one physical activity then sitting then again one physical activity then sitting activity 
like that i created uh, a schedule with him after school hours and uh, that was really helped him because after physical activity he was ready to sit for 5 to 10 minutes so at that time i was teaching him the uh, alphabets numbers visual perception all that things again we were going for physical activity so while doing this what happened is i tried cycling skating swimming basketball badminton and he learned all that skills so the skill building was happening regarding uh, when i was focusing into his uh, hyperactivity part he learned many skills and at the same time he started learning uh, academics and fine motor skills improved uh, communication skills improved language instructions following all that things improved so that that schedule really helped me to focus into all areas of learning so like that uh, i uh, i started working with him and uh, because i tried this all the sports activities we got opportunity to take him to participate in various competitions actually that was again uh, i was taking him without any expectation because as i told he is a child with very high level of anxiety so i don't know he will participate or he will enter into the ground i don't know he will follow their instruction but i took him i thought okay it's okay if he is not participating also fine i just took him i gave that exposure but it was so surprise surprising for us that he participated and when he won the medal he was so happy he was posing for the photo session and then it was such a great uh, we were so surprised to see that yes this child can understand this much and i i still remember the first time when he got the medal from there his life was really changing he became a confident child because before that everyone was always complaining about he is not able to do this he is not able to do that but he went uh, he went to school with his medal and he was showing to his teachers that yes i received this and then everyone started appreciating him do you you are a gold medalist now and then that words was really motivating him and he started improving in all areas of learning after that that was a turn point in his life yeah i mean just hearing about it makes us so happy just to hear the story and you brought up a very uh good point you know you talked about how a lot of people in the public they start criticizing kids right so what challenges do you mm. feel like a family with an autistic child has to overcome and how do you suggest that they overcome those challenges yes actually uh, uh, yes we were not bothering about the crowd we were not bothering about what other people will think we were only focusing into his uh, how i can make him comfortable in that environment so i want to take him to all the places especially when you have another child and as that child also that child's needs also you have to satisfy so i have another child and he likes to go to restaurants he likes to go to malls he likes to go for uh, uh, to uh, um, pla other places so i we were not telling him that because of your brother we can't go there then that will create issues in their relationship so i was not telling like that so what i was planning as i was planning how can um, i uh, how can i create an environment that makes him more comfortable i know that it is loud earlier loud voices 
that was very disturbing for him so that places i was not going in because immediately i can't give that exposure to him so but there are many places where i can go if i am searching for a restaurant with a good lights so that i know that he will be more comfortable so i was starting in starting i was finding places that was not too crowded and uh, uh, lighting and all that issues according to his needs and i was carrying something that he really likes to see his ipad so that he can listen to his music and can sit there and some sensory toys or some of his favorite snacks or something i will carry and then we were prepared and then we were going so initially in the restaurants and all when we were sitting he was not ready to sit for a long time so what we were doing is when my husband is eating i will take care of him i will go for a round with him and then when uh, i am eating he will take him out for a round so like that we were managing but then we reached now we reached in a level that he will sit for 2 hours continuously and there is no issues and he will order what all the food he wants and he started enjoying and also we became a long way after that but initially yes it was step by step and but i was not ready to give up and we were not bothering about other people when they are in yes here people uh, will look and uh, will be more interested to see what is happening with us but we were talking each other and we were playing with him and we were laughing together and all then they will also look at us and they were smiling and then yes some of them were coming and asking something and saying hi to him so when when uh, according to me if we are comfortable if we are accepting the child the way how they are i am not asking him to keep quiet or i am not asking him to uh, keep his good hands and sit for two hours no i am not asking him i am accepting him the way how he is the differences yes i know that there are some differences it's perfectly fine we all are different so in that way we are looking and we are interacting so the other people also yes we are happy and we are not worrying about that thing so they are also coming and uh, uh, saying a hi and some of them uh, were taking pictures with us and uh, by expressing that yes you people are uh, very really nice and the way how you are interacting and taking care of him so like that there are many people uh, used to come and uh, take photos with us and all so initially it is hard and we have to put effort to work on that but of course then uh, we used to take him everywhere here all the shopkeepers everyone knows he used to go for shopping he used to do things he used to wait in the queues so i am making him uh, the inclusion is for me inclusion is yes it start it should start from us then a society is also ready to welcome them uh, yeah so that's very nice um i think we also believe in inclusion a lot um for differently abled kids yeah um so based on volunteering and what we've read many autistic kids feel unmotivated so how do you suggest that parents keep their children motivated um motivated in the sense yes uh, it's not uh, they are not motivated uh for like uh, like us even for us also if everything if everything is uh, uh, monotonic and the, if there is no change in our life it's very difficult yeah. for us also to move forward and uh, if now you are studying or if i am studying so i i want to do something that real uh, that i like if someone is forcing me to do things of, of course i am not going to enjoy that because that is not 
my favorite but if i am choosing something that i likes to do then of course i am motivated to do that things uh, so in that way if we are giving them the choices if they are able to uh, if we are able to find what they likes to do and if we are focusing into that then it is very easy for us and for them because that is what they likes to do so they are self motivated to do that things uh for especially for these children with autism they have their obsessions and if we are focusing into that and if we are able to find some activities related to that we can sh- uh, see that uh, they are showing great interest with that so yeah, in the introduction part you were telling about our creations actually that was an obsession of adu adu was always playing with uh, long thread uh from the childhood i can see whenever he is free he will take he will find something long and he was stimming that uh, thread and he was playing so when he completed 7 8 and all i was thinking how can i change it to a meaningful activity then only uh, this jewelry making came to my mind so i gave a thread some beads some patterns and then the result was one the result was again something that is really amazing because he is really enjoying that process because he can put the bead he can hear that sound he that is giving him auditory stimulation and he is stimming with the thread so uh, he is happily happily doing that and the final product is something that is really great and uh, uh, th- like that only i came to this jewelry making thing so he is self motivated to do that because that is something he can enjoy himself he the stimming is happening and at the same time uh, new skills he started learning and related to that i taught him so related to that i taught him packing and typing addresses going to the post office and sending items to the customers and using his hours interacting with the customers so using the same obsession of that things i was able to work on all these skills so his communication skills was improving because he is acting with people in post office he and his social skills also improving he is interacting with his customers and uh, they are sending him pictures and audio clips and all so he started connecting with more people so here he is motivated to do all these steps because it start we started focusing into his obsession so not only for him for all the children when we are giving them different exposures we can see that there are some particular activities that they really like to do and if we are focusing into that of course they are self motivated to do that so and uh, when it comes to uh, theory and all yes reinforcers we will use to motivate our children and all but from my experience i will say the eatable reinforcers are and there are limitations for doing things like that but if we are able to find something like this what they really like to do related to that many skills we can teach our children that was amazing you know i think you know t- like t- i think not many people would have thought of taking some activity like stimming and um auditory uh, i guess the simulation but then t- turning that into something so meaningful is definitely something not many parents would have thought of and i think this is just going to inspire so many of our listeners you know to try something new and in addition to that i also wanted to ask you you know what are some ways to help the autistic children uh cope with social challenges in a social setting they might come across some challenges how do you suggest parents and just 
people around them support them and help them cope with such social challenges? Yeah, social challenges, actually, yes. Uh, actually, uh, we have to teach our children to behave properly. That is also very important because yes, we are looking, uh, we are looking for the inclusion, and uh, we are uh, we are expecting that other people should include our children for everything. But as a mother, it's my responsibility to train my child to follow some particular rules, to follow some particular behaviors. Then only uh, they socially uh, accept socially uh, how they can include him because. If he is exhibiting a lots of different behaviors and aggression and that type of things, of course, I I, sh I should understand that it's very difficult for other people to accept him in that way. So age uh, age appropriately, there are some uh, particular things my child should follow, and uh, so that is also important. So uh, especially uh, most of the time after the diagnosis or after uh, while doing the programs, everyone will be focusing more into academic part. But what uh, the daily life skills or social skills or, or communication skills, of course, they should have enough communication skills, then only they will be comfortable to interact with people. Uh, because of the lack of communication skills, also social interaction issues are happening for our children. So it's very important to provide them an alternate mode of communication so that the other per the communication partner also can under understand what the child is trying to communicate with them. And uh, we have to uh, train our children with the uh, uh, proper way of uh, going out and uh, things like that. So that training should start from home. Um, for communicate, uh, we should uh, reinforce the behaviors, uh, appropriate behaviors, and we should ignore the inappropriate behaviors at home and should train the child to behave properly. Uh, so that uh, we are not expecting that 100% uh, uh, as I told as a robotic manner and all, but of course there are some particular things we should follow at home. For example, I used to take my son for skating in the parking area only now. Because, uh, because of the lockdown, we are not able to go to other uh, park and to practice and all, but I want to focus into the physical activity every day. So I'm taking him to the parking lot, but I taught my son that you are not supposed to touch any of the cars. You are not supposed to go uh, in between the cars. You, we have a particular area. In that area, we will keep that cones and we will practice only in that area. And you are not supposed to touch in these places. So the other pe people are also fine because they know that I'm taking um, as uh, all that uh, things and safely we are doing that. He is also following that. So that is my responsibility as a parent. So that no one is complaining and we are able to continue that. So like this, when we are work, when we want to include them to the society, like this, we have to train our children that yes, this is the way we have to be. We have to continue. Yes, of course, sometimes meltdowns and all that things will happen. All that things in that particular situation, we have to take care. But otherwise, as an example, how I was explaining this, yes, we have to train our children from home. Yeah, I think that's, um, I think it's home. And then when it comes to society, everybody else has to be accepting as well. Yes. Yeah, they have to understand that um, they're not different because they choose to be, they just are different. Uh, so yes. that's said, I think you, you previously mentioned that uh, you took your son exercising to help with his hyperactivity. 
Uh, so do you believe that exercise yeah. is an important intervention step for autism? Of course, physical activities are very important for all of us. So even uh, health issues, uh, especially, not only, uh, especially for our children with autism, there are some other uh, health issues uh, also uh, coming because of their, uh, they, are, they have some particular interest and they will keep on doing the same thing. And if they are free, they have a habit of eating too much and all. So we used to worry about their weight gain. And uh, there are some children who are under the medication. And uh, they also used to eat a lot. And they are putting weight. And also for all of them, physical activities are very important to keep them fit and to uh, make them healthy. Physical activities are something really important. And in my son's case, Physical activities really helped him to reduce his uh, hyperactivity. Now he's not hyper. And it really helped him to improve his focus, attention, sitting tolerance. Learning readiness happened because of physical activities. Not only with my son, when I started working with other children, then at that time also I tried the same thing, the same approach what I did with my son. And all the children were showing remarkable improvements when there are a particular set of physical activities in their uh, daily schedule. So physical activities play an important role. Mentally also we will feel good after playing. So we all of us can feel that if we are sitting inside, especially in this lockdown situation, it was not affecting badly because he has a set of physical activities in his uh, daily schedule. Now also he's going for badminton, basket, basketball. We are uh, playing inside and um, cycling, skating, everything we were continuing. So I can see that if there is no set of physical activities for two to three days, from the fourth day, I can see his sleep is getting disturbed and he is becoming restless. So I can relate easily that it's very important in his life. Yeah, I think, you know, even just for us normally as well, the need to go out for fresh mm. air, the need to go out for a walk is so important. So, I mean, that's yes. probably for all the children, you know, you, my parents always urge me, you know, after studying for long periods of time, just sitting there, go outside, do some jump rope, something like that, they'll always tell me. So definitely, I completely yeah, agree yes. with that. And when so I feel comfortable when I'm going for a walk. Yeah, of course. You know, I try to go every morning as soon as I wake up. So then I'm set for the school day. So I completely agree with that. And what I wanted to really focus on is um, when we volunteer with kids, we typically see that a lot of children with autism have difficulties with academics and motor tasks. But then again, we can't just neglect completely, you know, academics, right? So what type of exercises or just uh, practices do you suggest that the parents do to kind of help with the child's academics, like um, whether it's learning alphabets, numbers, holding a pencil, how do you suggest parents approach uh, those problems? Uh, actually, as I told, uh, physical activities are helping to improve their motor coordination. So because of the motor coordination difficulties, if the child is not performing, so for that physical activities of course will help uh, eye hand coordination for all the things physical activities so that um, uh, they will improve in that areas so when you uh, otherwise if if there if there are challenges related to learning academics and all that may be uh, 
due to some other uh, issues like visual perceptual difficulties or there will be something when we are doing the proper assessment we can understand that yes there are some prerequisites that are missing and we have to focus on that then only learning is going to happen physical activities is going to uh, help uh, for the learning readiness of course the child should be the learning readiness should be there for the child then only we can teach children uh, any skills so for, for physical activities is mainly helping us to build the learning readiness the child should be able to sit child should be able to focus joint attention should be there then only we can introduce something to the child so for all that things physical activities is really helping yeah so we understand that um every autistic kid has a, an obsession or a repetitive not every autistic kid but most autistic kids have an obsession or a repetitive behavior that they perform uh very often so what do you believe besides that um kid specific uh obsession what do you believe are the greatest strengths of children who have autism uh Uh, some of their some of our children are very uh, good with, uh, with uh, they likes most of them likes music so some of them are very good singers some of them are uh, very good in playing musical instruments and i saw that some children who likes this musical instrument they used to google a lot and they know about all the musical instruments and they used to talk a lot about all that things so for that children also if they are getting opportunities to give a talk about all these things or to give a class about uh, these things they are really enjoying and they are really excited to do that type of things so for that is their obsession actually but if we are giving an opportunity to perform regarding uh, related to something like that then they are again self motivated to do that uh, so like that um, uh, sports skating or uh, cycling some most uh, most of these children uh, really enjoy swimming swimming is something again my child also picked so fast swimming is something because most of these children likes water so swimming is something that they can learn so fast that is also their obsession actually and um, uh, my son is going to horse riding also that also he really likes to do if someone is asking about his favorite hobby horse riding is his favorite hobby is waiting for the days to go for horse riding so there are that's what i told giving them different exposure is very very important then we can find that there are many activities that they really likes obsession in the sense if you are asking yes music most uh, uh, many children uh, uh, they used to listen to music from morning to night they are in that world then they are very happy and uh, some of the children are obsessed with uh, cartoons bani Uh, that uh, thomas and friends that type of cartoons and i know many children who are acting like that singing like that playing like that and they are living with that characters that much obsession always they are living with that characters so there are challenges for parents because of some of the obsessions also they are not able to keep a uh, boundary for that when to do where to do and how to control that that are the challenges parents are facing that's i think that's a very very comprehensive kind of view and i just want to say horse riding is such a cool hobby I, i've never gone horse riding so i just wanted to you know highlight that 
so many cool hobbies and opportunities that kids have. And going back to that opportunity, you know, uh, something that I've noticed or I've heard and read a lot about is uh, typically our society doesn't give a lot of opportunities to autistic children. So how do you believe that we, how do you believe that we can help resolve that issue? And what do you believe is lacking in our society when it comes to autism awareness? Uh, actually, uh, autism awareness, uh, I don't, uh, I'm not believing like that because uh, now the situation is better. Uh, people are aware about autism because of the social media and uh, we are conducting like you people, what you people are doing. It's a good job that uh, it's reaching out to many people. So accidentally also sometimes they will listen to these type of talks and then they then their awareness also improving. Now, when it comes to awareness, it is there. It's not a major challenge. And um, yeah, but still we uh, sometimes when we are meeting some doctors, people who are more qualified, sometimes we are surprised to uh, know that their awareness is very poor. And uh, yes, that type of experience also we have. But uh, I, uh, I, I have no complaints regarding that. I, in that case, we will explain, yeah, this is the situation. This is why we are not able to do that. So I am okay with that. I am showing that patience to explain it to people that, yes, this is the difficulties we are facing. And uh, yes, I am trying, uh, uh, I am giving him also that, yes, you, you, uh, to, you should wait and always it is not happening like that in both sides. We have to work with our children and we have to work with other people also to improve that. And um, I have no complaints regarding that. Actually, in Bangalore, I'm happy in the way how things are happening uh, with him and how we are getting the opportunities and all. I'm able to manage and um, I'm happy in that way. I have no uh, complaints regarding that. Awesome to hear. That, you know, that's what we want to hear from more people. That's just great. <laughs> yeah, we, we want to hear that people don't have a problem with autism awareness and they, they're exposed to enough information about autism. Yeah. So um, I want to ask you a question. So I'll tell you a statement. Uh, I want to ask how much truth do you think that message yeah. holds for autistic children? So the statement is, I am not disabled. I am differently abled. Right. So how much truth do you think that message holds for autistic children? Yes, they are differently abled. Of course, they are differently abled. That's what I am also believing. Uh, it's not less, it's something that is really great. And even my eldest son used to tell that, yes, when to skills, he has many more skills compared to my eldest son. So yes, there are some differences, of course, but uh, he is capable of doing many, many things. I can't imagine to sit on the horse. I can't imagine to wear the uh, roller skates and to move one step. There are many things that he can do that we can't do. So uh, I am also I am always accepting, as I told, I am always accepting these children the way how they are, and yeah, they are the happy children. They are very sweet, and uh, they 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 are expressing their unconditional love to uh, others. And uh, in yes, they are uh, they are capable of doing many many things. It's differently abled, uh, and. 
there is nothing uh, called uh, they are not able to do or they are not able to perform i don't believe in that way we can train these children and uh, they will be able to do many many things and uh, i am happy the way how they are doing things and i am accepting the children the way how they are that's awesome to hear and so actually previously or few questions about we you had touched upon the topic of how your son after you know getting the gold award um the gold medal he his confidence really got boosted and you were able to help build his confidence so how do you suggest families actually build the confidence of the children with autism in just a general like um from the beginning in case you know their children are able to perform as well in a social setting like winning awards how else do you suggest families build their confidence yeah that's what i was telling giving them different exposure is something that is really important then only we can find out yeah and uh, yes of course for small small changes we are appreciating the children there may be various steps to reach into that final stage but for all the small small improvements when we are praising when we are appreciating when we are uh, showing that yes you are able to do that yes you can do that when when i am introducing something new to my child yes he will get very restless and he will look at me that no i am not able to do this only one thing i used to tell him by looking into his eyes by smiling i i used to tell him this yes adu you can do this you can do you try you can do and i uh, that that smile and uh, that confidence when i am giving to my son yes he is also slowly getting into that and then by practice he is achieving and then after two or three months when i am looking back i am really happy by seeing his improvements in that way so that's what worked with us yes you can so that belief is from me that yes you can do that and i am giving that message to my son also yes you can do that you just try it we will be able to do that am i here to help you so if they if they are getting that support that yes there are my family or there are my parents are behind me to support me and to encourage me yes i will be able to do that and uh, when we are focusing only into academics of course uh, there won't be anything uh, to ex- to show as a talent so it's very important to focus into the extracurricular activities also so that they will get different opportunities to perform and to come up in social in the social environment also and uh, there will be many factors but always we as i told when i was taking him to a competition i was not expecting anything if he was coming back like that that was also fine for me like that only i took him i prepared him but he did and then only we were able to understand that how he became a confident child but i took that opportunity i was not i was not thinking that maybe it may be very hard for him and i don't want to take him i don't want to give that opportunity then it won't happen so i was ready to try that giving different exposure i was ready to try that but i was not expecting my expect i'm not keeping my expectation very high i know that yes slowly only we can up so achievable expectation is something that uh, as a parent i should keep and slowly i have to move and sometimes yes because of some other factors it's not happening i'm okay with that sometimes it is uh, yes i am also feeling low and i am also feeling sad it's okay but slowly again we will start working i don't want to react badly for that always to give that message to my son that yes you can do that i am here to help you that is the message I-
I used to give to my son and yes, I think that is really helping whenever I'm working with other parents also. This is the only thing I used to tell to the parents that you, you have to understand that these are the difficult the ch children are facing and that is why they are not able to perform. So we will put the task into simple, simple steps and then we will start training them. And always you should give the message, you should give that encouragement to the child so that the child will also become uh, more confident. And in that process, we can see that, yes, uh, that great improvement in that uh, thing. Yeah, I think I completely agree that the autistic kids have to feel that the person they're talking with believes that they can do it. Mm -hmm. It shouldn't be like um, it shouldn't be like a fake. Oh, you can do it. Don't worry. It sh they should feel that the uh, person they're talking with knows that they can do it. So, um, in a previous story, you mentioned that yeah. uh, your child you didn't take your child initially to um, very crowded places because he had problems with um, all that people's uh, no, uh, people's voices. So, um, I, we understand that a lot of autistic kids have sensory differences, whether they're visual or auditory. Yes. So, uh, what are some ways that you know, that can help artistic kids with sensory differences? Uh, yes, of course, they have great difficulty with the sensory processing dysfunction. And so the sound is uh, very disturbing for our children. In, inside the house also, sometimes they will get very disturbed with the mixer and uh, that type of sounds itself. But by practice, they are getting used to that. So slowly we are giving them that exposure. So especially in the schools, in his school and all, they used to conduct various programs for celebrations when it comes to any celebrations they used to conduct. So initially I can see that many children are suffering by closing their ears and uh, they used to cry and all. But then, but they used to take care of that and slowly they used to take the children giving that exposure again and again and then my son and all came to a level that I have no worry about the sounds I don't know I'm not bothering about the sounds so that only thing happened in this step by uh, step by step exposure they gave we also took him slowly 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 and then we reached in a they reached in a comfort level so the sensory processing difficulties are there but we are taking it and we are working on it slowly so that our children are able to adjust with that. But if we are not working, if we are not taking it, if we are not carrying it, of course, it will continue like that. And after growing up, it is very hard for us to travel, uh, to go to other places or for all that things, all these things uh, create issues. So as a parent, I believe that we have to give that exposure and we have to work on that then only we can expect that as we all are talking about inclusion, but first we have to teach our children to adjust with all these things. Because I can't expect that everyone will keep quiet when I am entering into a mall. I can't expect that everyone will keep quiet when I am entering into a restaurant. That is not, <laughs> that is not the right uh, thing. So I have to teach my child to adjust with that. Other small, small differences will be accepted in the society. So in that way, we have to work, we have to take them and we have to slowly. So as fast as possible, when children are small, it's very easy for us to give them that exposure. But it's not easy to take, suddenly it's not easy to take a 14-year-old or a 15-year-old uh, child outside because at that time everyone will stare and everyone will look of the because of the old behaviors because they are 
टू बी गेट दैट टाइम बट फॉर ए फोर इयर ओल्ड और फाइव इयर ओल्ड इट्स वेरी इजी फॉर अस टू टेक दम एंड हक दम एंड मैनेजिंग ऑल दैट बिहेवियर सो एज फास्ट एज पॉसिबल वी हैव टू वी शुड वर्क ऑन ऑल दीज थिंग्स That's great. And you know, throughout this interview you always mentioned how your family was always supportive about helping your son, right? So, what type of cooperation and dedication do you think is important for the entire family to have when they're helping an autistic child? Of course, because uh, after that I actually uh, here I in the early stages I struggled a lot uh, because everyone was blaming that because of the bad parenting autism is happening so everyone was blaming to me that uh, yes i was not taking care of my younger younger one i was just ignoring him and that is why all these symptoms uh, started and uh, that is why uh, he is behaving like this because they don't know about autism that is why they were they were uh, thinking like that so that was really uh, i i was so depressed at that time because even as a mother i was struggling to accept the condition and i don't know anything about it and um, everyone was blaming that because of me it happened so it was a, a very it was a very difficult uh, situation in my life uh, so at that time i was going to depression and then it started affecting my elders and also because the family environment is like that there is no happiness in the family and we were so upset with the things so uh, it started affecting my elders and also he started showing some issues but doctors were not able to find what was happening with him and then one of the pediatrician told me that because you are going through this uh, depressing uh, things and all and that is why that started affecting your elders and also so uh, in that time then i started thinking that yes i have to come out of this otherwise uh, both my children are going to suffer so i want to uh, take that uh, somehow i have to come up with a positive energy and the positive thoughts and i have to take this seriously so thankfully i was able to come out of that state i was keeping all the people uh i was taking a distance from the people who were talking like this i started focusing only into my children and uh, then uh first thing uh, I, I, as i told i started learning really hard for me to complete all the assignments to submit typing and this so my husband told okay he will do the typing for me so i, I was preparing the assessment and then i was reading so so that he was also listening to that so that uh, his understanding also was slowly improving uh, and then he, he understood and initially i was not asking them to help because he was uh, always complaining about his work pressure stress all that things then i told okay no problem i will take this uh, i will handle this and uh, i i learned driving and i took that initiative but sometimes while seeing me running behind all these things he was also able to understand he started telling that you tell me how can i help you is there any particular activity if i can do i will try to do i don't have patience like you he was telling me like that i don't have patience like you yeah i am different but i will try to do something with him i will try i can drive with him i can uh, i can take him for uh, to the park or i can do some 
ball play or something like that and my elder son was always observing me again so he was also coming and sitting with us he was telling me i will take the video for you so in your youtube channel you can see most of my videos were recorded with my elder son so they are closely observing they are closely doing something when i am working with adu so they were also my elder son is also a good therapist like me because he know how to he was closely observing all these sessions and also he know how to handle him how to do the things with him and then when he was small he was telling me amma i want to work with him i let me ask i want to see is adu is responding to me let me ask so i was giving him the activities then he was sitting with him and he was asking adu show me this show me that what is this like that and then they started working together so like that slowly they came and uh, they were showing interest so i was not forcing them to do this is your responsibility this is your responsibility like that i was not uh, telling to my elderson or uh, like that in initially but slowly when i took the initiative when i was when i started working it consistently when i took it as the priority then both of them joined with us and they started then they were asking me okay this particular time i can do something give me something like that so i was uh, sharing their things and uh, like that we started working it is very important that if a family is working together it is uh, especially because uh, most in most of the cases everyone will think yes it's a mother's responsibility to handle all these things but emotionally it is it is very hard for as a mother on if a mother is only handling all these issues it's emotionally we will get really uh, stressed and uh, it's not easy to handle uh, for a one for, for one person if there are if if they are not doing anything also if sometimes if they are telling that yes i am there with you and uh, i can do something for you you tell me that words itself will be very encouraging for the mother and if she is instead of blaming her most of the time what will happen is when the child is upset uh, other family members will ask what you did you were not giving him food on time or you were not taking care of him properly and that is why he is upset at that moment it is very hard for the mother because she only knows that the full day how she was trying her best to manage everything but still because some days if we are trying our best to do things also there are there will be there will be some small things that will upset our children so instead of that if the family member is telling that yes it's so we will handle that situation instead of blaming each other if we are handling that situation together that will be very very uh, supportive and that that is the right thing should happen in families when we are working together if yes of course here also i am the one who is taking the initiation and who is taking that as a uh things but i i'm very happy in that way that yes when i am telling them to do something they are able to do no that is enough for me so for now this for this interview i am sitting here so i finished some cooking and then i told my husband that see see these activities are there for adu you have to just give him he will sit and do that i know that he know all that things and he will complete that support i need from him then only i can sit and do this uh, uh interview with you so like that they are giving me a good support and i am happy in that way yeah it's very i was going to say it's very nice of your elder son to help yeah definitely yeah. <laughs> yeah the interaction between them is really really good
Yeah, I've actually seen on the Facebook page. It's like just so inspiring and it's so heartwarming to see, you know, when you post those videos and small pictures and stuff. It's just really amazing to see. Uh, yeah. So I, um, thank you. I, yeah, I also wanted to say that it's, uh, I also want to emphasize to our listeners that it's very important for family to support each other. Mm-hmm. Definitely, yes. you know, fam- I think in any normal setting as well, you know, family should always be there. So especially when, you know, you're helping a child overcome certain challenges, the whole family there, it, I guess also, you know, as you talked about how confidence building, it, it definitely further improves the confidence of the child, you know, when everybody's there supporting, you know, the autistic child. So definitely there. Yeah, we also said when we volunteer so that- everything the, should start from home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. We also said when we volunteer that the autistic kids need like moral support and they need um, friends, like especially because they, they don't have that many friends outside of um, home. So that uh, like volunteers, mm-hmm. they help. Um, so they have friends, so they have like mm-hmm. um, practice with communication skills. So they have that moral support mm-hmm. and that helps them a lot. And before we conclude today's interview, is there anything else you would like to tell our listeners? Anything at all? Or any resources you would like to share? Uh, <laughs> uh, nothing special, the same thing, except the children, the way how they are. Uh, yeah, that is the best thing uh, uh, we can do for our children. And uh, uh, when we are able to accept them, when uh, the acceptance should start from us, when we are able to accept them, of course, society will be able to accept them and uh, there will be people who are be, who will be ready to support us who will be ready to encourage us i met many pa- people like that and um, um, love is the best teaching method and uh, mother is the best therapist that is what i learned from my experience there are different approaches there are different therapies there are uh, different techniques but when a family or when a mother is taking that initiative and when, uh, when, when we are working closely, it's not like a robotic way when we are include our children for everything. And when we are doing things together, we will start enjoying each moment with us. So again, it, start because, it, it is happening because we are accepting the child the way how they are. And yes, then we are working and we are training him to lead an independent life. That is our focus. And as I told, unconditional love, that is the, that is the most important thing between us that is helping us to move forward and to enjoy each moment with our children. Completely, you know, it's spoken like amazing. Speechless, you know, your message is something that I think we all resonate with. And with that brings us to end our time. It's very important to um, include them in everything and to not make them feel excluded in the activities that you generally include neurotypical kids in. Exactly, yeah. And, you know, that brings our time with Mrs. Smriti Rajesh. Thank you so much for listening to all our viewers. And thank you so much, Mrs. Smriti, for coming today. We really had such a great time interviewing you and learning so much from you and your experiences. And I'm sure our listeners as well are resonating with every single message you gave us and all the advice that you were able to provide. So that concludes today's interview. Thank you everybody for listening. I'm Siri. I'm Preeti. Bye guys.